feel like I've said this before, but usually when I say it can't get any worse, it gets worse. The Devils took an even bigger step backwards in their pathetic loss to the rival New York Rangers by a score of 5-1. to one. Lindy Ruff made some questionable lineup decisions, and he even said something controversial post-game because now he's blaming the media as to why the Devils are not capitalizing on the power play. You're going to hear my raw reactions to all that on today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, Plumber Play Announcer. Dell's driver for Pucks and Pitchforks and also part-time credential me a member, Trey Matthews. I don't even know what else to say. I am flabbergasted beyond words. Uh, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to need a cigarette or something to drink after watching that atrocity from the New Jersey Devils in which they came out on the losing end against the New York Rangers by a score of 5-1, to one, playing with absolutely no heart, no hustle during a rivalry matchup especially with a lot on the line. So to kick off today's episode, I will share some of my main talking points from the game. Then in segment two, we're going to address Lindy Ruff and what he had to say about Devils Media and some of his lineup decisions. And just full disclosure, it's most likely going to be a repeat of my previous postgame recap in which I talked about how uh, the Devils' strategy against Washington Capitals was doomed to fail. Then in the third and final segment, I really don't want to do this, but I have to because I do it after every post-game recap. I will compare the stats and give the Devils a letter grade. Remember early on in the year when Paul Bizonet said that without the Devils' red-hot power play, they were doomed to be a a team below 500? I hate it when he's right because as much as I'm not a fan of what Bizonet has to say usually because I think he thinks too fondly of himself – He was absolutely correct, which is the Devils power play has hit an all-time cold streak. They can't break out of it. And as a result, they are a very mediocre team for a time being, despite still being in the hunt for a playoff position, but they're shooting themselves in the foot. They really have not done themselves any favors the last few games. Now, before we talk about this game in general, let's talk about one player who actually played with some heart, and that is Nathan Bastian. Very early in the game, Matt Rempe, he sideswiped Nathan Bastion, and Bastion goes down. He was bleeding, and the referees had to go and look at it to see if Rempe deserved to be ejected. Now, as we all know, Rempe is a big dude, and we saw what he did in the stadium series, literally his first shift as a Ranger at the NHL level. He dropped the mitts in front of 70,000-plus people, which – I respect to an extent, but at the same time, you cannot be a goon head out there. And that's exactly what Rempe did. He crossed the line, clear as day, and he was given a match penalty. So his uh, introduction to the Cross River rivalry literally resulted in him getting ejected 10 seconds into his respective shift. 
Then Yoda Siegenthaler tried to go at him. And unfortunately, Siegenthaler, if you see that meme of Bart Simpson with the cake that says, at least you tried, that's exactly what happened to Yoda Siegenthaler because it just took a couple punches from Rampy to knock Yoda Siegenthaler down onto the ground. But Siegenthaler was given a two-minute roughing call. Same with Rempe. And as I just previously said, Rempe uh, was given a game match. So he was ejected and he hit the showers early. And a lot of people were concerned for Nathan Bastion because that looked to be a serious injury because all the momentum from Rempe's body carried over into Nathan Bastion's face, which is why he was bleeding and he needed help getting into the locker room. Luckily, he did end up coming back. But in the second period, I guess Jacob Truba didn't appreciate Nathan Bastion for, I guess, getting his rookie or something ejected. And he decided to go at Bastion and Bastion had enough and they dropped the mitts in neutral ice. And it looked like that Truba was going to win the fight because he shoved Bastion into the boards at one point. But Bastion got underneath him, lifted up his leg and Truba went crashing on down. As we all know, Jacob Truba, he doesn't take any prisoners, but I appreciate the fact that Nathan Bastion uh, stood his ground and he sort of got some sort of retaliation after what Matt Rempe did in the first period. And the thing is, is that I was actually listening to the broadcast courtesy of Matt Loughlin and Chico Resch on air, and they were calling it in the first period. They said there was going to be a fight at some point because you could just see that both those teams were getting underneath each other's skin. And lo and behold, second period, Truba and Bastion, go toe-to-toe, and I would say that Bastion won the fight. Whoop-de-damn-do. He was the only one who played with some sort of heart because here are my notes from the first period, second period, and third period. Embarrassing, pathetic, no heart, no hustle because that's exactly what happened to the Devils. So Lafreniere on hat-trick watch, uh, uh, Zibanejad scoring on the power play, like just moments into it. Kreider, Trocek getting into the mix as well. It was just a complete mess for the Devils. And like I said, I was listening to the game on the radio at one point. And here's what Matt and Chico had to say in regards to how the Rangers were playing compared to the Devils. Because you could just see that the Rangers were putting their heart into everything they were doing. And I know that's a cliche thing to say, but here's what Chico had to say, and he elaborated on it a a tad bit more. He just said that if you notice that the Rangers were finishing their checks, they were much faster, they were much more aggressive, and it was very easy for them to sort of uh, dog their way past the Devils because the Devils weren't putting up that same valiant effort. And what happens to this Devils team when they go down one to nothing? Aren't they supposed to be the comeback kids? Play with some freaking heart and determination. I'm sorry I, I, if this comes off as rambling, but I don't even know what else to say because this game was just very bad to watch. It was ugly. And I said it in the previous episode that the Devils have left a lot of points on the board, which made this game pretty much a must-win scenario for them because the Red Wings beat the Avalanche in overtime thanks to Patrick Kane. So the Devils are making this harder and harder and harder on themselves, and they can't afford to be dropping too many matchups because they don't have much wiggle room to work with. And to add on to that, here's something that I said at the beginning of the episode, which is this is a rivalry game. This is the team that you beat in round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs just last season. Where was the effort? Where was the determination? Where was the sense of urgency? Because that was missing in this game. This reminded me of what the Devils did against the Capitals, which is when the Capitals got off to a 
a, a decent sized lead. You just knew that the Devils weren't going to amount the comeback. You could just see by their body language, you could see how they were skating, that they just gave up on themselves. And like I said, it seemed like Nathan Bastion was the only one who played with heart. And Jack Hughes, he ended up scoring in this game. And it was just to save face because it was late in period three. And it was just to basically make sure that the Devils didn't get shut out. He didn't even care. It didn't even seem like he put much effort into that shot. It, de- it just seemed like Igor Shesterkin just said, you know what, whatever. We're going to win this game anyway. Because it, it, I know that they were down 5-1 to one at that point. But you could just tell that Jack Hughes just didn't care. And he was very nonchalant about it and it seems like jack hughes has been a step slower these last couple games all in all that's really what my main takeaways were from this game because if i didn't have to cover it i would have just shut this game off and if you left the prudential center if you turned the game off i don't fault you one bit because the devils were not going to amount that comeback they shot themselves in the foot early and they got a lengthy power play early in the game as well Because remember, Rempe had to uh, be ejected from the game and the Devils, as a result, got some extended power play time and they couldn't get anything past Shesterkin. And then Zibanejad, when uh, the Rangers went on to their respective power play, he scores instantly, like five seconds into that, if that. And the Rangers, as a result, have now won their ninth straight game. Okay, we're going to transition into the next segment and talk about Lindy Ruff and some of his questionable decisions once again and what he had to say to the media post game but before we continue let me tell you guys about indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employees agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to the recent indeed survey i've actually used indeed before to book myself some play-by-play gigs and i love it it matches what you're looking for and listeners of the show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash locked on just go to indeed.com slash locked on right now and support the show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed Okay, let's talk about some of the decisions made by Lindy Ruff because that was one of my main talking points in my previous post-game recap episode. Let's start off with the biggest one, which is Nico Dawes in net for the sixth straight game. This just phantoms my mind because it's just like, If the plan was to start Nico Dawes against the Rangers, that just makes the decision to start him against the Capitals even that much worse. The kid needs a rest. Mackenzie Blackwood and Coy Schneider are somewhere out there shaking their heads in disbelief because that's exactly what happened to them when they were in a devil's sweater. And as a result, their careers got derailed. Mackenzie Blackwood never reached his full potential. And Coy Schneider, he got off to a decent start, but it was a bad finish. Why are we doing the same thing for Nico Dawes? Because the guy literally had hip surgery last season. You bought up uh, Isaac Poulter, and Poulter has been killing it in Utica. Put him in that for all I care. Because it's just like, that guy needs a rest. He's seen a lot of shots. And now you're, you're in danger of giving him the Schneider and Blackwood treatment. 
I like Nico Dawes, and I don't want this same fate to happen to him as it's happened the last 10 or so years for Devils goalies. This is unacceptable. I'm just in disbelief right now. Sixth straight start. And you are ruining his confidence, too, because that game against the Capitals, it's not on him, but I think everyone can agree. That was not his sharpest outing, and this game was no exception because you know how many shots he faced? He faced 18 shots, and he let up five goals. And the fact that you didn't sub him out either, just put in Isaac Poulter at that point. I know that's not really the ideal way to make your NHL debut, but you've got to stop the bleeding because that guy is obviously fatigued. So what would you rather have? Another injured goalie because Vitek Vancek is out. We don't know the severity of his injury. Akira Schmidt is back in Utica. You've got to save your goalies if you want to save your season. I really don't understand the thought process from Lindy Ruff in this case, and I've been one of his biggest supporters ever since I took over this show in July 2020. The Devils are setting themselves up for failure right here, and speaking of which, let's look at some other lineup decisions that Lindy Ruff has been making. I said in the previous episode that injuries and other circumstances haven't gone the way of Timo Meyer. Now, someone left a, a comment on my social media page and said, what are some of those other factors? And I said, good question. First and foremost, injuries. That's the biggest one. But Timo is playing out of position. He is not a left winger. He is a right winger. And to add insult to injury, why is he on the third line with Curtis Lazar and Dawson Mercer? He should not be there for what he's being paid and what he's capable of doing. That's not going to help him. Curtis Lazar, I love what he brings to this team. I love what he brings to this roster. But the facts are there. Curtis Lazar uh, centering Timo Meyer and Dawson Mercer, I just don't think that's going to work. And I'm not trying to act like I know more than Lindy Ruff, but this is just my observation, and this is what I've been getting from a lot of the Devils' discourse. So that's priority number one. Timo Meyer. if you really want him to break out of his funk, I know he's been injured and he's just trying to muscle his way through it, but you've got to give him at least a fair chance of succeeding. And I get that that top line of Andre Palat, Nico Heischer, and Jesper Bratt, it's been great. I've been raving about them all season, but desperate times call for desperate measures, and you cannot be too top-heavy. Just experiment it for one game, see what changes. Not only that, I don't think Timo is being utilized correctly on the power play either. So we're we're going back and saying, like, how are the Devils struggling on their power play? Well, Timo Meyer playing out of position and not playing his certified role, I think that showcases, like, how bad his season has been so far because he's been injured and those other factors have not gone his way. Jack Hughes. You guys know I love Jack Hughes. I think he's going to be a future superstar in this league, and I completely back up what Wayne Gretzky said uh, last year during All-Star Weekend in which he said that Jack Hughes probably has the best chance of catching 97, 97 being Connor McDavid. And we all know my whole saga with McDavid, but we're not going to get into that. Jack Hughes should not be on winger. In fact, Jack Hughes was literally asked post-game, is he healthy? Because that's how quote-unquote bad he has been the last few games he just looks a step behind and despite him putting up some decent numbers last few games we just know there's just more that Jack Hughes can offer what else can he do and right now him being on a winger I just don't think that's going to help the Devils I get Lindy Ruff's mindset which is he's trying to focus mainly on defensive-minded centers Nico Heischer, Eric Holla, Curtis Lazar, Tomas Nosek all those guys with the exception of Nico Heischer focused primarily on defense and doing the dirty work. But I don't think Jack Hughes' defense is that bad to the point where he should be playing winger. We tried this experiment a couple years ago. It did not work. 
So that's also something I need to factor in. Holtz, we've talked enough about that. He's not going to be given a bigger role. I don't know what else to say about that. But let's talk about this big one. And this just boils my blood. Okay. John Marino came back in this game. He was a game-time decision. We know John Marino is going to be playing. Brendan Smith. I know Brendan Smith brings physicality. I know he's going up against his former team. But the facts are there. In the previous matchup against Washington Capitals, he was out there for most of their goals. And he is playing his offside, too, to add insult to injury. Brendan Smith should be scratched. Lindy has literally said, like, if you don't want to be scratched, don't get scored on. If you don't want to get benched, don't get scored on. Why is Brendan Smith out there when you have Colin Miller, who is scratched and can really help Luke Hughes in this case? It doesn't make sense. And I've been Lindy Ruff's biggest supporter, once again, the last few years. But this is you're setting your team up for failure in this case. And I'm not trying to act like I know more than the coach. But in this case, I just, I just need answers. I need those answers. And I'm not getting it right now. So this lineup, I was just confused. I even put that on, on social media. I am confused. You literally see the numbers. You see the data. Stuff just isn't working. You literally saw the numbers. It was atrocious against the Capitals. Did you honestly think it was going to change when you're going up against the best team in the Metro? No, it was not going to change. And now they've won nine straight games. Okay, that's enough for the lineups. That's enough ranting. Let's look at this quote, Kersia Ryan Ovazinski. Lindy Ruff was quoted to say, I imagine you've asked every player, now they're feeling it, and you guys are creating excess pressure, you guys being the media. Us as a staff will go through that power play. We change things up. We meet with individual groups tonight, as opposed to when you meet with all 10 or 11 of your guys. We'll go through the whole thing again and just try to get better. Oh, so now it's our fault for putting pressure on your guys for not performing on the power play. What are we doing here? It's our fault, my fault for having expectations for you because I have asked Lindy Ruff in the past about what needs to happen on the power play for the Devils. My fault, I guess. I, I guess I'm at fault. So if you want to blame everyone in the media, blame me because I know for a fact I've asked you about the power play. My fault for having decent expectations on this team. My, my, my bad. Really, my bad. Because it's just like, I expected so much better from this team. This team has too much talent to be in the position that they're in. I get it. Injuries have played a factor. Dougie Hamilton has missed significant time. He's still not back. He was a big X factor and component on the power play. Jack Hughes has missed significant time. Nico Heischer has missed significant time. And the list goes on. I get that. Some things don't go your way. But here's who you got on the power play currently. You got Jack Hughes. You got both Hughes brothers, in fact. You got Nico Heischer. You got Tyler Toffoli. You got Jesper Bratt. I think teams would give an arm and leg to have those type of players on their roster. You got multiple all-stars. You got Timo Meyer. You got Jack Hughes. You got Nico Heischer. You got Jesper Bratt. You got multiple all-stars on that power play. And the fact that there are two for the last 46 does not make sense. It doesn't, uh, if that number is correct. It's not the media's fault. The execution is just not there. I don't know how much slack I'm going to get for posting this episode, and I don't know. But these are my feelings because I was just so frustrated watching this game. And I'm saying this because I actually care. So I, that's all I got to say in terms of the in terms of the lineup and in terms of what Lindy Ruff said post game. I've been Lindy Ruff's 
one of Lenny Ross' bigger supporters. I said he should not get fired, but th this game just, just pissed me off. It really did. I don't want to see anyone like lose their job or anything. I really don't. But that was inexcusable, if you ask me. In my opinion, this team could still go places, but it's just simple fixes. All right. After all that, we'll compare the stats, give the Devils a letter grade momentarily. But before we continue, let me tell you about Ibotta. Grocery bills are so expensive these days, but now they don't have to be. Start getting cash back on your grocery shopping with the free Ibotta app and get cash back every time you shop. Spring break is around the corner, which means you're going shopping. But don't shop for your big trip and get nothing in return. Make sure you're getting cash back every time you shop with Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKEDONNHL when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use the code LOCKEDONNHL. That's Ibotta in the Google Play or uh, Apple Store and use the code LOCKEDONNHL. I don't want to do this. I really don't. But like I do with every post-game recap, let's compare the stats, give the Devils a letter grade, and get the hell out of here. Shots on goal differential, 40-18 to 18 in favor of the Devils. Astonishing. 18 shots by the Rangers, and they scored five goals. Inexcusable. And why are the Devils getting 40 shots on Shesterkin but only capitalizing on one goal? Well, Lindy Ruff said probably too many perimeter shots. Well, maybe, maybe you should fix that. Face-off percentage, 57.6% to the Devils, 42.4% to the Rangers. Power play, Rangers were 1 for 5, thanks to Zibanejad. Devils were 0 for 5. They continue to drop on the man advantage. It's uh, Last time I checked, they were in 13th, but I think they have fallen a couple spots uh, even further. Hits, 26 to 17 in favor of the Rangers. Block shots, 30 to 7 in favor of the Devils. Yes, you heard me correctly. Giveaways. Devils led that department 24 to 3. Handle the freaking puck. Takeaways 13 to 9 in favor of the Devils. If I had to give the Devils a letter grade, they haven't improved since their last game against the Capitals. So I'm going to give them an F. And I'm being generous because I gave them an F in the last game. And they deserve that F again. It was pathetic. It was not a good effort. It was a rivalry game. And the Devils can't afford to be dropping these types of games anymore. Season's not over, but you got to salvage as much as you can. These next few games are important. They better win the game against the Montreal Canadiens, seriously. Because they're putting themselves behind the eight ball, and they are sinking deeper, deeper, and deeper. Let me know what you guys think. Hit me up on my personal X page app at TreyMap4 or the show's X page app at Locked On Devils. As for today's episode, that's all I'm have for you. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I apologize for my screaming. I'm just very passionate what I do. Um, take it how you want to take it. But uh, yeah, just let me know what you guys think, whether you're watching on YouTube or a podcast streaming service. Catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.